Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Early Careers Podcast. This is a place to be if you want to learn about what it's like to be a grad or an apprentice at BT. My name is Depesh, and I'm your host for these sessions. Now, today's episode is a really special one because we are going to be focusing on diversity and inclusion. And I'm joined by two individuals who champion that with their own respective teams, Mr. Sharad Jalotta and Mohammed Khan. Gentlemen, welcome to the Early Careers Podcast. So, Sharad, let's start with you. Can you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what your role is? Thanks, Tapesh. Please call me Shaz. Everybody does. My role is also within digital. I am a senior product owner, so I lead a team of product owners, essentially. I also spend a lot of my time leading the Diversity and Inclusion Guild within Consumer Digital, where we are trying to improve the diversity within digital and make it a more inclusive place to work. Yeah, and you're a previous graduate as well, aren't you, Shaz? I am indeed, yeah. So I was on the grad scheme. I joined in 2016, spent a bit of time in commercial and marketing, then moved over to digital, kind of just landed where I am, um, made my way through it, to be honest. Didn't really know what digital was. And here we are today. And here we are today, indeed. And Mo, let's go to you. Can you just give us a little bit of an overview of uh, what your role is at BT? Sure. Thanks, Dipesh. So at the moment, I'm an Ethernet delivery team manager, manage a team of 18 who deliver fiber um, services to small to medium enterprises. As well as that, I'm st currently studying towards my chartered management degree. It was an apprenticeship that I started six months ago. One of the two apprenticeships that I'm, well, that I'm doing at the moment, um, I've completed one um, approximately four years ago and I'm currently doing this second one working towards a degree. I'll give you a bit more about that as we go through the podcast. Um, but yeah, no, really enjoying it. No, that's cool. Yeah, two two apprentices, um, well, apprenticeship degrees. That's that's insane. How did that come about? What was your reasoning behind doing two? Yeah, so the first apprenticeship was for a level three. I saw that as my entry um, to the business and that was four years ago, coming up to five God knows where time's gone. Um, honestly, yeah. it's gone super quick. But uh, the second apprenticeship was actually something that I was referred for um, or to. And um, it's something that's currently further boosting my skills that, I'm, that I've got with the manager's role. And hopefully within four, four years, I'll be, um, well, I'll have a chartered management degree to add on top of that experience. So, yeah, it should be good. Wow. And that's so inspiring as well that you get the opportunity to go and do those things because you're also studying, but yet you're also working. But again, put a third thing onto it. You're also a champion of DNI within BT, which is absolutely amazing. Can you just tell me a little bit about why diversity and inclusion was so important for you, Mo, to get involved with? Well, Coming from a minority background myself, um, first name is Mohammed, which always um, has always been on my mind um, since, you know, some of the things that we've seen taking place around the world and some of the stigma around um, people from an Islamic background. Um, I've been to interviews personally, and I won't name the companies where, you know, I've felt isolated. I've felt like I haven't got the job before I've walked into the room. And the, the vibe of the interview did come across like that. And um, really, I didn't see it as something that, you know, knocked me down and I couldn't get back up from it. It was something that planted a seed within me to kind of drive me to where I am today. So I can be in a position where 
you know, I can make a change for others as well as myself. And, you know, it's all about that to get into positions where each of us, regardless of which rank where we are within the company, I believe we all have a part to play in, in making this better uh, for the generations to come. Yeah, for sure. And the passion that you have, Shaz, I know you also have because you set up the DNI Guild from scratch. You just heard what Mo's said there. Did you have sorts of similar feelings when you were trying to set this up to try to bring people from minority backgrounds and also inclusive, inclusive uh, backgrounds into sort of senior roles? To be fair, when we when we set up the guild, it was off the back of the murder of George Floyd. I can call it murder now that um, the trial's finished and we've got the conviction. So yeah, we, we set it up at the back of um, George Floyd. And to be honest, it started as a safe space. People were frustrated, people were angry, people just wanted to talk, to be honest, Depeche. Um, you can you can imagine how that resonated with uh, people from certain backgrounds. And as we've kind of progressed as a guild and you know, we started to form a real clear vision, mission, purpose, what it is that we're here to achieve. We haven't faced, I guess, any pushback. We've had so much support from our senior leaders. They are fully involved. They love what we're doing. They're always on hand to support, remove any blockers, remove any impediments. Think of it like, um, you know, um, servant leadership. That's essentially what we've had. And to be honest, the feedback we've got from our colleagues is the difference that the Guild's made for them. It might not be part of the Guild, it might not be part of the conversation, but it's resonated with them. They're, they love the fact that we're championing this. Um, it makes their day-to-day -day easier. So yeah, no no, really pushback, just full support of what we've been trying to achieve. Yeah, and I've been sort of on that receiving end as well from the DNI Guild, you know, Shaz, we've talked before on, you know, different podcasts, more of an internal thing, but you know, the fact now that we're, we're doing this podcast for early careers and, you know, it's going, you know, to the public, this is a massive step forward in um, BT really driving diversity and inclusion. Wouldn't you agree? Completely because you could stay in the same space, right? As a company, companies, and organizations get really bought up into PR and what does external look like and showing your best face. And sometimes just being a bit raw and going, we're trying to improve on this. Like we, we hold our hands up and say, this isn't good enough. That is so much more powerful. You've seen it with Ben and Jerry's last year. It literally came out and said, don't eat your ice cream if you don't believe in inclusive society right? The stick they got off that on social media from a, a small minority of people who disagreed with their positive message. They were like, goodbye. We don't need your custom. We don't need you. Um, because actually there's a whole bigger world out there who need our support. So putting yourself out there um, is a great step forward. And BT, you know, opening themselves up as well and going, we have to make progress and we are making progress. You can only really applaud it. And some of the things we're doing around the ERAP and also reverse mentoring, Mo, I know you've been a part of things like that. How, how are you finding those sort of, those sort of um, things and are they helping and what are your opinions on that? I think the schemes are brilliant. Um, firstly, because as Shaz touched upon there, it's opening up the space for safe and honest conversations. 
um, and encouraging conversations. So throughout, I can't give you too much detail about who I've been paired up with, but um, some of the conversations that I've had have really opened up the eyes of people who and individuals who have never experienced such um, that kind of things in their life. For them to hear it, it's completely um, like you know, it, it comes at a shock to them that you know some of the things that we may go through in our lives and the slightly different path that we have to take to get to where we are, um, you know, and which shouldn't be the case. So just coming back to your question, Dipesh, I think the schemes are brilliant because, again, it opens up that, that channel of conversation and it's only through conversation and dialogue that we'll actually be able to break down the barriers around diversity and inclusion, I believe, and BTR working towards being a, in, a, in a good place. We are currently in a good place and we're getting better, um, I think, as we go. I was just going to add something to that, Depeche, because Mohammed hit something in our head in terms of he couldn't mention the, who he's reverse mentoring. Neither can I. I've got a couple of people. But two of the things that really stuck with me is, one, uh, one of the people I'm reverse mentoring said they were ashamed by the fact that they hadn't really thought about these things and they hadn't been an ally. I was like, that's really powerful. That's a really strong thing to say, to feel like you've been ashamed because you've not really thought about DMI previously and now you are. And the other one was around ignorance and saying that they've lived such a sheltered lifestyle. They've never seen things from other people's perspectives and the life that they've walked, but they are committed to challenging themselves going forward to completely change that, to learn and to grow and to make their team inclusive uh, by leading from the front. Well, that's really powerful. And do you mind just explaining what the ERAP is, Mo, actually, to all of our listeners? So ERAP is a scheme that BT has in place of which there are a number of things that have come off the back of it, one of them being reverse mentoring. Um, so with the reverse mentoring, I myself am a mentor and I'll be paired up um, with someone senior from within the business um, and kind of having conversations, structured conversations around um, the experiences that I've gone through in life and the other mentors have gone through um, in life with a view of kind of improving their knowledge and as Chaz touched upon there some of our experiences are completely come at a complete surprise um to to people from um different backgrounds um you know it's it for for us to be able to have a safe safe place to have these conversations um it makes a whole whole lot of difference for sure nice and do you have any advice Chaz for anyone who may be listening to this who wants to get into a grad apprentice scheme that is from a BAME background? Yes, plenty of advice. Find yourself some support, I'd say. Find yourself a mentor if you can or find a connection who can just uh, help you articulate your applications and your CV and your way of thinking and interview prep because you can only, look, you can only throw your name in a hat, okay? And you can only throw your best name in the hat. If your name is chosen out of the hat, is out of your hands. That is on the organization, the grad scheme that you're applying for. If they've got biases within that process, you won't be able to overcome them, just being completely honest. But yeah. nothing's stopping you throwing the best version of your name into that hat. And by that, I mean absolutely nailing your application, your interview preparation, your CV. Get support. There's plenty of support out there. 
I'm happy to help if you want to, especially if you want to throw my name out there for yeah, any for of sure. the listeners. But if, if you've got a role model or you know someone who's successful, doesn't even have to be in your industry, just somebody that you know that you can go to and speak to, it will really, really help you um, in any application. Yeah. And Mo, I, I see you're nodding along there as well. So you, you'd agree with that and any, any advice from you, you know, from the apprentice side of things, especially. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Shaz touched upon some brilliant piece of advice there. Um, to what I'll add to that is to believe in yourself, believe that, you know, you're not there to tick a box. You are there because your, you know, your, your, your application is as good as anybody else's. If you, if you get through to the interview stage and Shaz, I'll throw my name into the hat as well. Anyone that I can support um, by all means, um, more than happy to help. But one thing that I found is, especially for people from minority backgrounds, sometimes it can feel like we're there to um, like, you know, for, for, to keep the numbers in check. Right. Um, but we're not there for that. We're there because we're just as um, good as the candidates sitting next to us. And um, what, if you, if you get to that stage and you have that opportunity, go for it. Um, you know, it, it's, it will be worth, worth your time. And um, the benefits that come off of a degree or apprenticeship scheme within BT are fantastic. And uh, yeah, we'll speak a bit more about that as we go. Yeah, for sure. And how important is it for you both, Mo, start with you, to be seen as role models for other people who are in your backgrounds, in the roles that you're in at the moment? I mean, you probably never really expected to be one maybe when you first started, but you've you've both come through a system where, um, not to say you've accidentally become role models, but I I can guess that it wasn't obviously the very first thing that you thought about. So what are the types of pressure that sort of you're under now and how, how do you find that? So prior to coming into BT, I, I knew that if I, if I was to get the job that I'd have, you know, a certain level of support to progress my career. So my mindset from day one was to make use of that support. I actually was privileged to have a very well, a fantastic first line manager, um, shout out to ryan just in case he, he, he listens in on this definitely um, listening definitely listening <laughs> yeah. um, so he i mean ryan supported me along the way um and he was able to channel that drive that i had that enthusiasm without you know me like you know losing any any of that i was able to channel it correctly and that really set the pathway up um for me to kind of like you know I set the foundation to to my career and off the back of my first apprenticeship I was able to go on and win regional and national awards um for the apprenticeship scheme which was which was fantastic um and is a testament to the support that's available within um BT uh, it is there and it is for everyone nice and Shaz same same to you being a role model within the digital team but also being a the lead of the DNI guild as well does come with a few uh pressures for sure right yeah so i never thought i'd be seen as a role model to be honest Depesh. i i think when it was it was mentioned to me by somebody else a couple of well a couple of months ago i was just like really is that how you i'm now seen so yeah completely stumbled into a role model position whatever you want to call it it's interesting I never thought it'd be the case. And to be honest, I've had some really good role models in 
my life that I look towards and have tried to emulate because it breeds confidence. You see someone that looks like you and talks like you and acts like you doing well, you go, that could be me. Why can't that be me? Um, like when Barack Obama became president of the United States, I can imagine that resonated with a lot of people to go, I could do that. Why not? You know, what's stopping us? Those, if we can get past those invisible barriers, what's, um, what's stopping us? Never thought it'd be a role model. Um, here we are, though. I don't really like the phrase because it creates a, a position that not really asked for and, and I don't see myself in. One thing that I did want to just touch upon, which was what um, Mohammed was saying there, was about his first line manager and how much support that person gave to him. Genuinely, having great coaches and great mentors makes a huge world of difference. You don't have to go at things alone. Yes, you can be confident. Yes, you can believe in yourself, but you don't have to go things alone. If you need support, just ask for it. Nice one, Shaz. That is such a good message because I think we've both seen that, especially in our in our area in the digital team. The support is absolutely amazing, especially from full minority backgrounds. And you know, we're really seen to um, you know want to do well in our our positions and you know nothing's really as you just mentioned there nothing's stopping you and you pulled out some real good names there as well like barack obama so i'm interested to know from you both who do you look up to like who are your who are your sort of role models or the people that you look to thinking wow you know i think they're really great shaz let's start with you <laughs> i was gonna say can you start with <laughs> um I'm there's a lot of people, to be honest. So genuinely, I could I could uh, reel off a, a list of names, but if I was gonna, it's gonna keep it simple. I'd probably just say my parents. Yeah, Very, kept me grounded, showed me that hard work can pay off. Um, but also, I learned about the fact I learned the fact that they sacrificed their sort of own dreams for for me and the rest of their family. And when you grow up in that sort of environment where you're like, that person's given up so much for everyone else, I think that's just nurtured me as an individual. Um, I know that's stuck with me in terms of I'd rather help someone else than help myself. Yeah. Mohammed, over to you. Go for it, Mike. Couldn't have said it better than better, better myself, to be honest. Um, since Shaz has taken the parents one, which I, I think is at the fa foundation for all of our success, to be fair, um, because of the challenges that they've gone through. Um, one person that I will mention is someone like Muhammad Ali, who's been through so much adversity in his career, especially the early stages. Everything was going against him, yet he was um, continuously pushing down those barriers and going through it, whether it be alone or whether it be with a group. Um, he was the one to kind of, set the foundation for others to follow and it's really inspirational and it's stuck with me um, for sure okay guys something that i'm really interested to know is you both have i would say sometimes difficult conversations with senior leaders or even sometimes your own colleagues when it comes to dni and you know really being a champion of dni have you always found it easy to have those conversations or is this something that mentally you've had to build yourself up towards in order to speak out from a personal perspective? Shaz, let's start with you. I definitely think I've had to grow into that role. Um, I wouldn't have done that five years ago. I think 
what has helped is grounding myself as uh, an individual within the company that I'm working at, building, I guess, a network um, and being known for the work I do has given me the confidence to then speak out when I think we're not doing enough on the other bits that aren't work, such as diversity, inclusion, well-being, whatever it may be. But yeah, it, I don't think it just comes naturally. You've got to be a very bold person to just walk in and go, let's have this difficult conversation. I think you need experience behind you or you need to be someone that's so successful that people are going to listen to you. So if Barack Obama walked into a room, I think he'd be able to do the difficult conversation. For sure. And Mo, how about you? What's your mentality and your mindset like when when you're going to have these conversations? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I feel like, just to agree with Shaz there, you do have to grow into it because com- if, if I was to think back to four years ago when I first joined, um, it was more of let me just bide my time and build myself first before I um, go down and try and break down every, every barrier there is. Um, at the moment, where I've built a strong network, where I've built a portfolio and I've built a brand for myself, um, I feel like I'm in a better position to be able to speak um, whether it's right or wrong, be able to speak more boldly about um, certain stigmas um, that may be around. And to be in that position, to have those conversations allows me to pave the way for others um, and like, you know, kind of set that path for them. So yeah, definitely. Wow. And You've both been on your respective schemes, obviously, the grad scheme and the apprentice scheme. The different types of individuals that you've met on this scheme, you know, would you say very diverse, very diverse bunch of people? Would you say that that's helped you grow as individuals when you come into a company and it's very diverse and, you know, you get people from all sorts of different areas of the country or even different parts of the world that come into in a grad or an apprentice scheme that, you know, you can make connections with. And in fact, you can learn from them as well. Mo, what are your thoughts on that? It's, it's through interaction with different people that you grow um, through conversation. And, you know, I, I come into a, a role that I've never been involved in before um and it was something that i was worried about beforehand but it's you know there's nothing wrong with admitting that you don't know something it's not it's it's about not letting that fear of not knowing something then not allowing you to have a conversation about it um to kind of be amongst people who know a bit more than you isn't a bad thing um you know that that's actually that can be seen to be known as good company because as a result of that you will grow um so you know it's I think the challenges that come with um, this role can actually shape you into a better person in the workplace and outside. Sure. Yeah, and Shaz, I think you would agree with a lot of those statements there, especially in your sort of grad cohort at the beginning, very diverse bunch of individuals. Yeah, completely. I'd, um, I'd take what Mohammed said one step forward, to be honest. I think that... Diverse, uh, you're shaped by your life experiences. So the more diverse your life experiences are, the the way you'll think about things and how you will grow. If you only know one way of doing things, you'll only know one way of doing things. If you see one way of doing things from 30 different people who all do it slightly differently, you'll do it differently and you'll choose which one, which way you're going to go. But yeah, I think um, you're shaped by all your, your life experiences. I'd say that the... the 
it wasn't just a diversity within the grad scheme. It's a diversity across school I went to, university I went to, my friend groups is, has really shaped me as an individual as Right. Unfortunately, we are coming to the end of the podcast, but I know you're both big fans of the Early Careers podcast, so you know what's coming up. We like to ask a little bit of a different question. So I want to know from both of you, if you could create a music festival to celebrate DNI, what would it be called? And a couple of artists that would headline. Shaz, would you like to go first? I'll go I keep with picking artists. on you going first, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll go with the artists, right? I'll, I'll get a few artists out there. I'll give um give mo a few minutes to think about <laughs> what we're going to call the festival or oh wait it's not a joint festival is it a joint festival it can be a joint festival right mo you're gonna have to start thinking of a, what we're going to call it i'm having jay sean um let's get a bit of british asian pop in there for for legend. sure yeah complete legend of the game and then you know what i'll get a bit of bollywood in there you know kk or letterman geshka something like that it's always uh, it's always nice to have a bit of bit of Bollywood. I think it'll be make it easier for if anyone wants to do any dancing. Yeah, exactly. Get the party started with some easy easy changing of the light bulbs. That's what yeah. we do. Sometimes. As long as you're bringing as long as you're bringing Dokla, I think everyone's going to be happy. Shaz loves my mum's Dokla, and it's um just becoming awkward now because every time I visit him, I have to I have to bring I have to bring food. He's more interested in the food than seeing me, but that's all right. Um, Mo, how about you? You got any other artists, or you got the name for the festival? I don't know about a name just yet, but um, I think if we re- if if we have a bit of a mashup with an artist like Stormzy, who knows? It may go down mm. well. You know, a bit of a Dokla, a bit of Stormzy playing in the background, it may just go down well. So you know, Stormzy has been, I think, uh, one of the like you know, sh- like you know, rising stars of the UK. Um, you know, if not a star at the moment, obviously he is. But uh, now I think he'll be a great shout for a music festival. Shaz, over over to you for the name. <laughs> I don't have a name, but unfortunately, I've just seen what I knew was going to happen. I've just seen my new puppy decide to defecate on the floor, so I'm going to have to clean that up. Unfortunately, Defesh. That's all right, Shaz. We're near. We're we're pretty much done here. I think we 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 just call it um, DNI Fest. I don't know something along those. Call it yeah. Um, inclusion festival. festival. Yeah. Inclusion festival. Inclusion festival. There we go. Yeah, inclusion okay. Festival, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on to the Early Careers podcast and hopefully we can do this again soon. What a fantastic episode that was. So if you're interested in one of our grad or apprentice schemes, visit bt.com slash graduates or bt.com slash apprentices. You can also send us a message on our Facebook and Twitter at bt Early Careers or Instagram at bt underscore careers. Thanks for listening.